in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Topic Thunder. <laughs> You're on uh, the Top 10 show. Hey, you got something out there, didn't you? Uh, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> um, this is a show for the fans, by the fans. We're just yeah. the conduits to your questions. We give you the answers. It's, you join us over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. And you join yeah. at the $5 tier and up. You also get a shout out, but you get to participate in this show. That's right. Uh, and thanks to everybody that supports us over there. They, whatever they send us, we talk about. We don't uh, read them in advance. We have no idea. So yeah, it's yeah. it's a new and interesting show for each. Uh, pardon me for each of us uh, yeah. every week. So we look forward to it. Are you ready to jump in? Well, wait. Speaking of new and interesting shows, don't forget the golden ticket. It is coming. It is happening. We've already recorded some shows. You guys are going to get such a, a kick out of this show. It's a lot of fun, man. Yeah, it came out on uh, Monday. So if you yeah. haven't listened to it, you can go back and find it on our feed. The Golden Ticket, it is our, you know, uh, game show tournament yep. where the eventual winner gets to be on the show and pick the topic. That's uh, right. That's and right. we had a boatload of people sign up. So those shows will be coming down the pike for quite a while. And we hope yeah. you enjoy it. Uh, we put a lot of work in, a lot of work to come from a bunch of different yeah. people. And uh, yeah, it should be it. a lot of fun. Yeah, I think we're having a good time with it. We are. I think it's your turn to start this week. Okay, let's do it. Nick Francis sends in the first one. It's, uh, hey, Matt and John, quick question for you guys. Matt, as a Bears fan, what was your first reaction to Matt, to Pat Mahomes signing for 10 years and $503 million? Will it ever not hurt your sports soul that Chicago passed on him for the human tire fire that is Mitch Trubisky? Thanks for the entertainment, Nick Francis. Everybody knows the answer to that question. And it's not, it's not so much Mahomes – is uh-huh. it is Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson was a known product. Mahomes, there was question marks. Was he a system quarterback? Right. He's not as big as the other guys. Is he going to be able to compete? Yes, he has an arm, but a lot of times those guys come out of systems and they have arms and they can't really translate. So yeah. in hindsight, yeah, sure. Who wouldn't love Mahomes? But Deshaun Watson is superior to me, even though, you know, he gets banged up. But I think that's a product of uh, the Texans, you know, line more so than him. Yeah, a shitty coach and Bill O'Brien for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just got rid of his best weapon. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the top top two receivers, yeah. top three oh, receivers. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, the other thing, a part of this, and, and and as we're recording this, it just broke yesterday. How Patrick Mahomes has now bought a piece of the Kansas City Royals. This yep. is how you do money nowadays, folks. It isn't just getting that money and just sitting on it and doing whatever. You got to invest. You got to start making yourself a firm minute. This clearly means that Patrick Mahomes is very much a pillar of the community this quickly in Kansas City. Pretty oh, yeah. incredible to see and taking a piece of the team at this point with the pandemic and everything that's happening. It's a smart move for him. Yes. It could lead to nice revenue down the road. It this will. guy is already owning a baseball team before he even plays like a third or fourth season in the NFL. Well, yeah, but how much of a stake does he have? Like, what kind of percentage are we talking about? What, what did I say that was wrong? He's got he's an owner in the baseball team. He, he is. I mean, he's the principal owner. But no, he's still no, no, no. Owner. But at the same time, like Jay Z was quote unquote an owner of the Nets, and he had like point one percent of the right. overall stock. So what does right. this really mean? Whereas. 
Kevin Garnett wants to buy the T-Wolves, and he's yeah. putting up 200 mil of his own. Okay, right. that's legit. Like, right. That's a hell of an investment, but yeah. that, that's going to be a minimum $2 billion purchase, so you need a lot of help with that. Right, right. Uh, but he is yeah, he's I, considered a part owner of the KC. Uh, totally. Race. I'm not knocking it. I think it's smart, well, it too. It sounds like I you're think, knocking it a little bit. It's well, not no, like you're no, saying he hasn't put it. enough in the table to be to, considered. To call owner. him a straight owner? That's like when Magic was an owner of the Dodgers. We all knew that mm-hmm. Magic was – he had a small percentage, and he was the face of the Dodgers type of thing, and it was a nice payday for him. That's what it, it was. was. I'm not saying that's what it is for Mahomes, but yeah. you call him an owner, just like, okay, well, how much is the financial commitment? This is also – he could just be investing, like, say, $10 million or something, and it's good PR. Yeah. Well, certainly it's good PR. Yeah. And certainly he has enough money lying around for him to be able to contribute, for sure. And it's an ownership $500 million. Yeah, true, exactly. Well, but he has, I mean, he doesn't have the five hundred right now. No, but certainly enough of it has come through for him to be able to invest. Why? That's for sure. Just as LeBron got a Hummer in high school, you can borrow against future earnings if you really want to. Somebody is willing to take a high enough percentage oh, oh. on the return. You mean a Humvee, not a Hummer? It's a phrasing there. I was a little concerned of what you were meaning, but no, yes, a, a Humvee. Yes. Well, yes. yeah, but they're called Hummers. So are blowjobs. That's what I'm saying. I want to make yeah, sure we but, clarify what it is LeBron got it for his money here. Yeah. Uh, while true <laughs> i'm just saying you gotta be careful it's, um, yeah, but hummer is an acceptable it's a you know certain minds go to the the other definition oh, oh, the it's the certain minds oh i'm just saying hummer is a proper term for it it just sucks that yeah for them that it's also this other you know thing on the side true, over here true it uh, says it says here one percent of ownership is 10 million dollars so 10 million point. so they haven't said how much he's got so, but they're saying one percent of the Royals, um, uh, yeah, it will cost around ten million dollars. It's still a lot, you know. It is. Yeah. Um, hmm. But you know. okay, I like it. I think it's a. I think it's an interesting move. I've. It's a great it's, PR move, as you said, Matt. Pretty surprising for a guy to do that for sure. It's totally smart. And now, after signing that contract, he's going to. I mean, he's going to be a god in Basically, the middle of the country for City, yeah. yeah probably if he can manage to win one more be contend every year like they surround a good team with him yeah six to eight year window that looks ridiculous i agree all right Let's he can have on. a 14 year career but True. or he can break his leg next season either way it's all guaranteed so he's good to go money wise he's set for the rest of his life that 503 is fully guaranteed there's yep. no way Fully guaranteed? It's almost fully guaranteed, the 503. Okay, well, that's good enough. Even if you get 75%, that's yeah, still... Let's see here. I, I want to make sure, but uh, uh, it will be a fully guaranteed $63 million at the signing, and sure. they have $103.5 million guaranteed by March of 2021, and 141 guaranteed by March of twenty two. If he's 2022, if he's still on the roster at that point. So incredible. <laughs> Dude, how do you fucking feel the team around that? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. But clear, is there, there's no salary cap in the NFL. I don't think so. There is. There is? Yes. All right. All right. So there's a salary cap. I guess so. I, you're right. You're right. Because Brady was having to take pay cuts. Yeah. To have some people on the team. So so how so yeah. The, yeah. Anytime any one of these guys comes up for a contract, they yeah. just won a Super Bowl. I just don't. That's the other thing. That's I mean that that number is astronomical and ridiculous. It is. Uh, not to say that he's not worth it, but in the context of a salaried structure like the NFL, it's like yeah. man, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what you do. Yes, is he worth it? Of course, LeBron is is worth that, right? But 
what the hell are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think by guaranteeing him that kind of money, and maybe it's during, because of the signing bonus, I think there's no limit on the signing bonus, and that doesn't necessarily count against your salary cap. So maybe that's the kind of way of getting around it. So, Or you can know. do it. I, I think the signing bonus, you can front load that. So say this year they had a bunch mm-hmm. of cap room, and they can mm-hmm. bury a bunch of that and say that's part of the guarantee. You get this right. up front, and right. then we can spread this out over the next nine years. But if he's owed – a minimum of 140 million by 2021, the spring of, and another hundred yeah. and some odd ridiculous million. This is going to be cat cap hits. Go, what is he getting a signing bonus every year? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah I don't know, but he's worth it. He's awesome. I love for watching him. Yeah. I envy not having it. Yeah, but that's for damn sure. Yeah. It um, sucks. Yeah. And right now he would average 39.5 million per year, which is more than Russell's 35 uh, with this contract. So, Man. And there's no trade clause in the deal. So he is there. He is there. Um, All right. Thank you, Nick, for the question. Really appreciate it. What's our next one, Matt? Uh, So uh, the next one is from Nancy Mallory. Yeah. And she writes, hi, John and Matt. Since quarantine, some film festivals and events decided to either postpone or cancel while others like TIFF and San Diego Comic-Con are going digital this year. What are your thoughts? Is there a film festival or event that you're looking forward to attend this year? I can't wait for TIFF in September because I had a great time attending last year, and there's a variety of films selected to premiere, including Halle Berry's directorial debut film, Bruised. Keep up the good work and stay safe. Nancy Mallory. Good question. I don't go to festivals uh, or events. That, you know, I wasn't deemed important enough to go by Collider to any of those festivals or events. That was more uh, Perry's thing or Snyder's thing or, or Frosty's thing or Adam Chitwood's thing. Um, Tiff, uh, I do go to Comic-Con though every year, whether I'm working for Collider or not, I will go, I've gone almost every year until last year. So that's the one that I'm sad about missing this year. Cause I skipped last year for a wedding. So I was excited to go back this year and, uh, kind of catch up and see what's happening, go to the parties and, and walk around the floor. Now the panels are, uh, the panels don't really attract me that much anymore. There's nothing I can't get that I can't watch on YouTube later. So mm-hmm. it's not that thrilling. Uh, the footage would be nice, uh, for sure. But other than that, not really so. But, yeah, TIFF sounds great in September and uh, going to see all those movies. I don't like the virtual ones. I'm not the biggest fan of them uh, doing the Comic-Con at home thing. I get that it's cool for fans to get some kind of connection, but it's not necessarily where I default to in my head. Uh, although I may be doing one in the middle of August, hosting a panel or something. It's not something that I necessarily would run to uh, for my for me. How about you? Um, well, you're not alone. Nobody watched the Comic-Con ones. They did terrible <laughs> numbers. <laughs> I think it, if this was at yeah. the beginning of the pandemic, it would have done great numbers. But at this point, yeah. you're competing with so much right. that, uh, you know, no one really cared. I think because I read something about it, like The Walking Dead may have done the best and it was still yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Com- compared to some teaser they put out to, about The Walking Dead, which did f- a half a million or something. And this, the, their panel did 300. Right. Right. But there were others that did, I think, less than 100. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hundred thousand, you mean? Yeah, hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. nobody tuned in, uh, which sucks because now people are going to be hesitant to do it, and they're just going to cancel outright. Yeah. Uh, well, and I also think also the factor uh, into this is this isn't just like an anomaly and like it's like San Diego burned down or something, which is why they had to do it this way. This is a pandemic, and all this stuff is postponed and delayed, and uh, so people are not like excited about this stuff because they have no idea when it's going to come out. And the last thing people want to do, in my opinion is be titillated by something or excited by something, but have no place to put that excitement because they have no idea when it's coming. 
People yeah. don't like to get stimulated and then like, oh, I don't know, maybe someday. You know, that's the thing that I think uh, irritates people and maybe why the numbers weren't so high because they're like, what's the point? We might yeah. it, it'll be a long time before we ever see this thing. Well, I mean, some of the projects they're talking about are still a ways away. This is yeah. just to build even more hype. So those yeah. I assumed would do well. They're just the ones that are pending projects, like if mm-hmm. they did a Bill and Ted's or a Tenet. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. Bill and Ted is coming out on VOD in That's September. True. So that one makes more sense. Yeah. But yeah, uh, where's like a tenant? Like when when yeah. is that coming out? Right. Not exactly. saying that would be a Comic Con, but that's the first thing that sprang to mind. Or James Bond. Yeah, yeah the Bond so, one. Yeah. yeah. At, at what point though? So as an international film uh, goer, you got to be extra pissed at the U.S. right now because the delay for all this is the fact that we couldn't get our shit together and our quarantine is holding oh. longer. So oh, all yeah. these production companies are and, and studios are holding on to things because they want the American release plus the international all at once right. so they don't ruin it. Right. And uh Yeah, I think you're frozen there. Uh you're froze, Matt, if you can hear me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take you out here uh for a second. When you start moving again, I'll put you back in the stream. Yeah, you make a great point, Matt. Um oh, there we go. Are you back? Uh are you back on? There you go. All yeah. right. Yeah. Um you make yeah, you make a great point, but that's that's why Tenet is coming out internationally first. That's what the was announced uh, I think yesterday or Monday that Tenet is coming out in uh, international theaters first and then it's going to be in some smaller theaters that don't in communities that don't have uh, high levels of covid or states or cities that's the plan they're going through of course now everyone's like well they're going to do spoilers and it's going to creep on the internet and blah 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 so that's that's the necessary evil right now uh but you're right international fans are are probably super pissed at the united states because usually things open domestically here first Mm -hmm. and then branch out into other countries um, and so maybe that's the frustration part of it all, which is why I think we're we're moving against the studio's will, against the theater's will. We're moving into a streaming existence where we just only go to the to theater for the big movies, but everything else is coming right to streaming. Yeah. And I think that's the way it should be. I think you can't deny this is a what is it, a market and you know, supply and demand. Yeah. If the demand is to have it streaming at their houses, then you need to supply that product there if you want to make money. Especially right now. Yeah. But, you know, just the logjam of films that need to be released. If, yeah. You know, they still have to pay employees and all that. They, there is still a, you know, they can only stay on hiatus for so long. Now, some can can weather that storm longer if they have a, a larger parent company that owns them. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, inevitably, it's like, look, we have to start making money. Tough yeah. shit, guys. Yeah. Which is why... I think VOD is going to be the way to go really soon uh, with all of this. Um, and it's interesting you bring up the numbers, Matt, about the comic because a lot of people are like, well, if this works out and people really watch it large numbers, yeah. then maybe all the Comic-Cons will be over. And I'm like, nah, man. Nah. This clearly proves that people like being there yeah, to it's an enjoy event. it. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, it's another thing streaming. Right, right, right. It's hard to build hype around that. <laughs> it really is. Uh, all right. Thank you, Nancy. Let's move on to our next questions from Zach Cooper. Uh, dear John and Matt, just want to say you guys have been keeping me entertained for years now, and discovering your podcast in the past year has been a big part of that. I was oh, confused by that sense. All right, I was born in 1998, right around the time the horror remake boom happened, so I have a big soft spot for some that people hate and critics complete trash. I just want to know what you guys, what your guys' favorites are, if any. My favorites would have to be the Friday the 13th and the Texas Chainsaw remakes. Thanks for taking my question. Look forward to top 10 Jap all D. 
which is, of course, called The Golden Ticket now. So, uh, Matt Nost, any horror reboots or remakes that uh, you like? I'm trying to think of what I've seen. Fright Night was good. Yeah, Fright Night was good, surprisingly. So, yeah, yes. I, I thought it would fail. And she's like, this is actually pretty damn good. Uh, yeah, I, I like the Friday the 13th. You did. Okay. It wasn't terrible to me. And I was like, okay, you got something here, especially, uh, oh, shit, the three-parter that plays Freddy from Bad News Bears and Watch. Oh, yeah, Jackie Earl Haley. Thank you. Um, well, that's that's Nightmare on Elm Street. He played. Oh, Freddy that is Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you like that one? I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um, what remakes have you seen? Uh, well, the Texas Chainsaw one, I have seen that one. I liked the okay. Texas Chainsaw one. Didn't like the prequel. That prequel was boring as F, uh, but I did like the... A remake that they did with Texas Chainsaw. That was fun. It's, it's not going to match the original. The original just yeah. is like one of those unusually great horror films from that time for so many reasons. But I thought they did a nice job capturing what they wanted to do. But yes, most critics think they're complete trash. Most, most horror fans don't like these things. The Platinum Dune stuff because Michael Bay mm-hmm. was involved. So a lot of people kind of put that stigma on these horror films. Um, I know it wasn't a remake, but that 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 latest Halloween, I thought I liked that latest Halloween. I thought it was good. I thought it was brutal. What about the first one, the Rob Zombie remake? Oh, I fucking hated that one. I know that's the. I think the only one of didn't Ugh. you do two or three of those? Yeah, I did two of those. Was, two of those. Yeah, dude, that thing was terrible. Yeah, it was horrible. Why? Why do you want to know the no. origins of Michael Myers? That takes Michael Myers. That takes away all the mist of the like the I don't know the yeah. mysticism of him. You know. He's that's why he's, it's so good in the first one. Like, I don't know. It's some devil be, demon being yeah, type of yeah. thing. I don't need a backstory on how that came to be. It just right. is. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Let's, you know, it's scary as shit. The guy can take stab wounds and shots and he just keeps slowly creeping towards you, you know, like yeah. the inevitable death. Well, that's what he's supposed to symbolize. The idea that death is always around the corner and it's closer than you actually think. And no matter how much you try to avoid it, it will eventually get you. And mm-hmm. it's, it's it could even be uh, anxiety or depression or whatever demon you're fighting. That's what that's, the shape is supposed to symbolize. And so that you can't feel comfortable at any moment. So uh, to me, to turn him into, go, oh, because his mom didn't hug him enough or his mom treated him like shit when he was a kid. I'm like, that's so fucking basic, man. That's so it fucking is. basic. You know? It is. It doesn't It doesn't correlate to them, him turning into the living dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Childhood trauma can destroy certain people but not to the degree where you become pr- practically immortal right, right doesn't make a lot of fucking sense immortal, like, exactly. yeah it's, I, I don't need this in my life this is dumb <laughs> i'm so angry that rage rage keeps me alive yeah exactly ah! he turns into <laughs> you know demon hulk just the more pain he takes the stronger he becomes like i don't go in for the horror remakes or horror in general, so right, right. Uh, but thank you, Zach Cooper. Yeah, nothing against you, Zach. Absolutely love what you love, man. We're not, we're just, uh, we just have a different opinion. That's yeah. Um, all right. The next one is uh, from Steve Schluckabeyer. Oh, I love that last name. And he says, Hey guys, during quarantine, I've had uh, to branch out and find other podcasts to help pass the time, and it's been fun to find different personalities. Knowing I could always depend on you guys to put out amazing material every week makes uh, life that much better. And for that, I thank you. Uh, The question is for Matt. I was listening to an old review, and he brought up this as a possible question. Has he revisited Spider-Man Far From Home yet? And if so, what did he think? Is his rewatch still tainted by his theater experience? Good question. Uh, Well, have you seen it again since? Far From Home? Yeah. Uh, No, 
I don't find myself drawn to see that one like I did Homecoming. So um, I saw it once and I was like, I get the gist of this. I'm good. Let's see what happens next. Sure. Uh, yeah, I don't definitely I don't need to see it again, but I, I probably will. But I don't need to go ahead. It's I'm roughly in the same boat. It's like mm. I'm I can't imagine that I won't ever see that again. But I don't there's so many superhero films. I watch Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Or Homecoming. Oh, sure. But Spider-Verse is now my number one Spidey. If I feel like a Spidey movie, it's like, well, mm-hmm. I can tune into the whole thing or I can just watch my, you know, some of my favorite chunks. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the great thing about Spider-Verse, Matt, is it's over before you know it. And no matter when you watch it, it's a quick hour and a half of your life because it's mm-hmm. so engaging and interesting and fun and um, just enjoyable. And so you you get so lost in that world that by the time it's over, you're like, wow, already? You know, yeah. it's, 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 that's the mark of a really damn good film. Um, and then for those, so I think at that theater, what he's bringing up is the couple next to me, it was yeah. the girl sitting on my right and then her boyfriend on the other side. And she kept asking questions, you know, like, hold on, hold on. So who is Spider-Man type of shit? <laughs> and you're like, are you fucking kidding me? It, it did, uh, you know, We're doing this now? <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, how do you not? And she was in her at least, you know, early to mid 20s. There's been a lot of these movies since you've been alive. You don't even need to read the comic books to have a passing understanding of who the fuck Spider-Man is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then a couple <laughs> walked in and tried to take my wife's seat and the person next to them saying those were their seats. And they're like, dude, there's 20 minutes left in this movie. You're at the wrong fucking showing. Right. Get out. And yeah. And they're like, oh, oh, oh. But it took uh, <sighs> Catherine piped up and was like, you're at the wrong movie. Like, this isn't your showing. And they're just ridiculous. There's 20, 25 minutes left. What do you uh- I'm really, always you walk in on this. Yeah, that's the thing. I marvel at the stupidity of people in those moments. Like, if you walk in and you know you're early for a screening, and your ticket says what time your screening is, yes. and the person who who issued the ticket didn't say, you know what, you're an hour and a half into the movie. There are multiple barriers between you and getting into the wrong theater that you are clearly ignoring or just blowing past yes. without listening to what's happening or seeing what's around you. By the time you walk into the movie theater and it is going and it feels like it's the middle of the movie, you're an idiot for not yeah. turning back around and walking Dude. back out going, what happened? Am I in the if you theater? can't look up on the screen and see that Spider-Man's outfit is partially torn and that only <laughs> happens to any superhero in a third act, by and large, unless that's their big downfall in the first one. But like, <laughs> right. he looks like he might be getting his ass kicked pretty, pretty consistently. <laughs> that's the end of the fucking movie. Exactly. So move it along, you two. Just <laughs> let's go. Let's felt, go. Felt like ten minutes. It probably took like two, two and a half. But it's yeah. In the final twenty five minutes, it's like, what are you fucking doing? Right, right. It's my blow. But I want to get back to this first sentence here with Schluckabier. During quarantine, I've had to branch out and find other podcasts to help pass the time, and it's been fun to find different personalities. No one I can always depend on. You guys. We're not the wife you cheat on, Sluckabire. We are not just going to sit here and keep giving you what you need while you run off and find other younger podcasts to hang out with. I'm not having it, Matt. I'm not having it. Yeah, but, John, think of it like this. Those new guys are, you know, coke, meth, shit like that. We're heroin. I don't want to be we are heroin. We seduce you in, and then once you ride the dragon, there's only two ways off, baby. Death or rehab. That's it. That's the only two ways out. So enjoy. Uh, either way, we lose a listener, so I don't necessarily want Well, inevitably, they lose us as well. So 
Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, when we started the show, I did not know we were going to go there, but all right. Heroin it is. Heroin it is. Um, all right. Anyway, stop cheating on us, Schleckenbeier. Uh, what's our next? All right. Uh, do you have this one or do I have this one? Uh, you have this one. Okay. This one's from the Chapman family, our, our good friends down there in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, good day, John and Matt. Hope you are both doing well. My question this week is regarding the asterisk that a lot of people want to play, apply to any sporting team or individual that wins a championship during a COVID-19 affected season, meaning that a win this year will not be as respected as a win during a regular season. My personal belief is that a win during COVID should mean more due to the extra mental toughness and logistical stresses required to perform and be successful during this horrible time. Your thoughts, take care and stay safe. Cam Chapman, Matt. Um, the only time the asterisk could be legitimate to me is in the case of baseball. We have no idea what's going to happen. And if nine teams get picked off and four of those were the favorites to come out of specific yeah. things or whatnot, like a ton of favorites get wiped out. It's like, okay, well, this is a weird year. Right. I don't ever like to put asterisk unless it's, you know, like the Astros. Yeah. Like, dude, you guys, we caught you cheating. It's, yeah. I'm sorry. There is an ask. That's that is just black and white. Yeah. Whereas this one, it's like you, you still won. You still got a championship. You fought through all that. I think this would be the year where, you know, usually uh, an organization gives some to the staff. Yeah. I think if if you manage to get through all of that, I think the staff should get the same size ring as the players because oh. they put in just as much, if not more time, dealing with all their stress was, you know, probably double what yeah. the players was because they have to figure out all these other. But the, in the NBA, looks like as of right now, things are still good. So that one, no. Yeah. Um, NFL, let's see what the hell happens. No idea. Te- guys are opting out left and right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the NFL's out. Yeah, right. Like Patrick Chung's out. There's a bunch of now, slowly yeah. but surely, these name players are starting to opt out uh, of these situations because of their their family members or their newborn their newborn babies or all of that. And I totally respect that. And thank God the uh, NFL Players Association worked out a deal for them mm-hmm. that if they have legitimate concerns that can be proven health-wise, they'll get $300,000 and they'll get a year Yes. Uh, you know, in the contract. So they have, they'll have, they don't have to add another year to their contract. Yeah. Well, they get accrued experience so that when they retire, they qualify for better benefits. Right. Exactly. Uh, uh, and if you don't have like anything kind of provable issue, you'll still get $150,000 yeah. if you want to sit out. So you can exist on $150,000, I would think, uh, in this world, no matter where you live. And the downside to that, though, is you don't get the accrued year at the end mm-hmm. when you retire. So you forfeit that if you don't have a pre-existing health condition. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think that's, you know, mm-hmm. it's probably fair. Who knows if we even have a season? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> here's what I'll say. I don't think there should be any asterisk on Liverpool season for sure, because that, I mean, we were way, way ahead before the, and we were never going to be caught before this thing happened. So we brought it back. We finished out the season, relegated, promoted. All that stuff was handled, and we won the title. That happened in a number of in a number of other leagues as well, and everything was handled well. And rarely was anybody uh, did anybody contract the virus. So they did a really nice job with the bubble mm-hmm. in the Premier League and the Bundesliga, the the Italian league, the Spanish league. All of that did well. Um, now, when you go into the season, I think this is no different than a strike shortened season. So if there isn't a asterisk on those seasons, then there shouldn't be an asterisk on this season. 
And anyone claiming there should be an asterisk asterisk on anything that happens in any of these leagues this season uh, is just trying to stir up trouble because it's not true. Or their teams are not in contention, so they're trying to denigrate other teams that might be in contention for this spot. If the NBA happens and the Lakers win, that's a title. I don't care what anybody says. That's a title. Um, It is. Yeah. If the NFL season happens, that's a title. There's still, you know, on some level, I agree with him that it means more because within the NBA, you're playing at a much quicker frequency than you're used to. You've had all this time off, but you just got to do this short burst. So there's the... The, the push there, it's like, dude, if you manage to get through the gauntlet of all these games in this short amount of time, hell yeah, that's worth it. In uh, any of these, if if the Marlins end up being the sole one and they manage to to take care of it everywhere else yeah. and finish out the league, hell yeah. yeah. It, zero problem with that. But I, don't, I just, without the bubble kind of thing, I think it's going to be damn near impossible. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, that's the difference between baseball and, and the NBA. Because NBA is in one area, mm-hmm. one court. And all of that is happening there, um, or a couple of courts, I think. Uh, it, it is, but it's all, like one campus. Yeah, it's but it, three hotels. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very clearly all one area. Yeah. Whereas NFL will have to travel, um, uh, baseball will have to travel, and that's where the issue lies. Because the Marlins, yes, they just finished a, se- a series with the Phillies, but it's actually they think it's back from their scrimmage with the Braves, who had gone, who are gone, going off to play another team. And then the Phillies now had to be quarantined before they played the yeah. Yankees. So it can be pretty terrible overall. But the NBA, yeah, with their zero things, everything like that, we shall see. I don't know yet. I mean, when you got Lou Williams doing stupid shit like that, you never know which player is going to get that stuff and bring it back. And then, boom, it starts to go on a run through everybody. That's the concern, you know? Yeah. Um, so. I agree, but yeah, asterisk seems ridiculous to both of us. Yeah, agree, agree. All right, we're at 30 minutes, Matt. You want to cut it here? I feel Yeah, like let's do that. All right, cool. Well, thanks, everybody, for uh, downloading or listening to this episode of Topic Thunder. We always appreciate you being patrons of the Top 10 Show and sending in your questions. And for those of you who are watching or are not patrons, this is the kind of uh, response you get uh, from us. We, we answer every question. We've rarely not answered a question or, or felt the question wasn't the right thing for us to answer. or uh, And so that yeah. shows you the kind of dedication we have to uh, respecting our patrons and the, and the conversations that they want us to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, anytime that comes in, it's just like a new show idea or something that's related to the overall umbrella of the show, yeah. but not to this. We answer whatever comes in. We have zero problem with it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that's what heroin does, man. <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Anyway, you know it don't it doesn't give a fuck. Heroin does what heroin does, Ooh. and that's why we love it so much. It turns on the top ten receptors, uh, the neural pathways, and you just can't get us out. You're welcome. There you go. All right. Well said. Well, follow follow Matt and Matt Nost. Follow me at the Roca says, and don't forget to sign up for our YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Wherever you find uh, or listen to the top ten, you can subscribe to our YouTube. Keep building up our numbers there, uh, and we'll talk to you next time on another brand new episode of Topic Thunder.